I had a uh, youth, uh, actually a child, catch me this morning and uh, said, I think it's so cool that you dress up in big church like we do in little church because uh, all, all week they, or all month they've been dressing up uh, uh, in uh, different, different ways. So I'm not sure how she figured out I was dressing up. But uh, <laughs> mm, so. now we're uh, continuing our series, The Matrix. And I've said the matrix of the world tells you life is all about you. The, the matrix is don't worry about anybody else, just you do you. And it is a soul-sucking existence. It leads to division, self-centeredness, emptiness, and ultimately bondage. And, and many people don't even realize it. I mean, the matrix, I think, is part of Satan's plan for us in that Jesus said in uh, John 10.10, he says, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come in order that you might have life, life in all of its what? Fullness. See, Jesus came to set us free. He came to give us life and all of its fullness, uh, abundance. You know, Jesus ushered in a new reality, a new Zion. It was the church. Jesus is the only hope for this broken world. You know, Christ followers, church, we have to resist being like the world. We have to resist the matrix of this world. We have to resist the apathy and wake up and be the church. You, you were called by God to release heaven on earth. You were called by God to release his love and his grace and his peace and his mercy. We are called to rescue hearts and change lives. And, and so many times, I mean, let's be honest, we just make this complicated. And as the song said, I'm going to keep it real simple. It's love God, love people, and the choice is yours. It's a choice you have to make. In fact, Jesus' prayer, and I've been thinking about this through this whole series, is really my prayer for, for the church. Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, it's bringing heaven to this earth. We, we've been looking at uh, the code that's kind of to guide us as followers of Jesus Christ. I think it's a code that we're, we're to follow as a church. And we are to treat each other the way God's treated us. You know, we're, we're, if we do that, I believe it keeps us on course, it keeps us growing, it keeps us developing and becoming who God created us to be and has called us to be in our lives. Uh, last week, we, our focus, it was forgiveness. And we talked about it is possible to forgive someone, not because necessarily they deserve it, but we forgive because we've been forgiven in our lives. And today's uh, topic, I want to talk about acceptance. You know, I believe uh, two of the most powerful words 
on the, the human soul, their, their forces really, is acceptance and rejection. And one of them you move toward and the other one you move away from. See, acceptance and rejection, they shaped you and who you are today. In fact, as you think about your, your childhood, all right, all your baggage, good and bad, all right, as you think about all the experiences that you've had in your life, the fact is you either moved toward or away from someone or something. Life's complicated, isn't it? And I always uh, worry about kind of stereotyping things, but generally, all right, generally, angry people are wounded people. And when you look at their background, their family, their experiences, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, that anger stems from some sort of rejection in life. Oftentimes, hurt people hurt people. Now, on the other hand, when you consider people that are stable, well-balanced, people like yourself, of course, usually what you find is a history that's accepting, supportive, loving. And my point is simply this. The doses of acceptance and rejection that you've received in your life are powerful. They're profound things. They define you. Think about a relationship, don't point, but think about a relationship that you're struggling with, all right? If I could help you get to a core issue in that struggle, it's usually because you're receiving messages of rejection somehow. I mean, it may be intentional or it may be subconscious that the things are happening. But the fact is, every word, every action, every nonverbal message is that we send out either relays a sense of acceptance or rejection. It's just the fact. And, and these forces, they work at us every single day, day in and day out. Hearts, our hearts, are drawn toward environments that are accepting. It's why some of you find, uh, uh, let's say, a diversion at, at work. The fact is, and we all know how this goes, don't we? There, there's a little turmoil at home. And your thought of being at home, that turmoil kind of hits. The environment at work, though, sometimes is more attractive. And because you, you feel in control there, maybe uh, more accepted, so to speak. I mean, it's the same reason that for some of you, you're always overscheduling your life. Because if you're always running, going here, going there, doing this, doing that, there, there's a sense that you're needed. 
that you're valued, that you're accepted, and you can avoid, avoid that turmoil at home. It's why people fall in love at work. There, there's a sense, although it may be artificial, there is a sense of acceptance. You know, two co-workers talking to one another. And what happens is people actually listen. They empathize. Oh, I can't believe you have to put up with that. And then they go home and a spouse maybe is instructing, correcting, complaining about something. Friends, it's the subtle things. It's subtle things that get us. And my, it just my point overall is hearts, hearts gravitate toward environments of acceptance in life. You know, oftentimes that's why uh, your kids, they want to spend more time with their friends. And some of that's just natural, but they want to spend more time with them than you. They're more influenced by their friends than you because their friends accept them, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. They just accept them. Acceptance is powerful. Rejection is a powerful thing. Today, I just want to keep real simple and talk about loving God and loving people. Christ followers, church, we are called by God to create environments that are characterized by acceptance. You know, I saw a a post online, it was a church sign, and uh, they posted it, and it said, we care about you Sunday, 10 a.m. only. Now, I don't think that's what they intended, all right? But sometimes I think it's true. Care about you for that hour. The church, the church is to be a unique place where when people come and they show up, they enter this environment and they go, you know, don't know if I believe what they believe. I don't know the songs they sang this morning. I don't know all the Bible stories. But when I'm in that place, I feel accepted. The matrix of the world says reject people that are different than you. Acceptance is something you have to work on all the time. It is a challenging thing to do because I believe at the heart of it, we're, we're much better at rejecting people than accepting people. And it's partially because of sin, our backgrounds. I, I think we just naturally tend to reject things. It's easier. God calls us as followers of Jesus Christ to turn that around in our lives. To, to accept one another, period. Paul, Paul says this, Romans, he says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
how do we how do we do this you know paul paul is is pointing us toward an attitude one mind one one thought he says this attitude will guide how how you interact with one another he says in the very next verse accept one another then here's the code just as christ accepted you in order to bring praise to god accept one another it is a must. If you're going to love people, you have to accept them. You know, accepting one another, it is critical to the church being unified in one mind. Accepting one another, it is central to the mission of faith fellowship. If we have accepting environments, we can rescue people. We can change lives. And I know we use that word acceptance, you know, all, all the time you hear it. But it means to receive or take in. You know, in a relationship, someone moves away from you and you reach out and say, no, this way. And you take them in. We're called to that. Have you, have you ever been in a relationship where, I, I don't even know what the right word is, but you get deflected, you know? You're, you're moving towards someone, you know, maybe a spouse, maybe, maybe one of your kids, a parent. You know, you're moving towards someone at work or at church, relationally you're geared up you want to connect so you're moving toward them and then boom you hit the wall they don't respond they deflect they reject friends when a person walks through our doors when a person walks into the church regardless of their baggage regardless of their past we are not to deflect i mean people may deflect at work at the health club in the neighborhood it may happen but christ followers church we are called by god to a higher standard we are to accept if we're to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ. It's part of the code. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Paul says, I want the church, I want the church to be a place where people are received and taken in. I think he would say, resist the matrix of the world. It says, oh, you got to look more like me. You know, I want you to think about, Paul says, I want you to think about how you were accepted by God. And I want you to emulate that same kind of acceptance in your life. And then Paul kind of strips away the excuses. And he reminds us that when we reached out to Jesus, you know, and asked him to be our, our Savior and Lord, that Jesus just accepted us that we received forgiveness for our sins. And it brought glory to God in that. And I'm like, well, how could God accepting you and me bring glory to his name? Well, because 
by God accepting you and accepting me, it went beyond the call of duty. It points to God's grace, God's mercy in our lives. It shows how incredible God is. You know, amazing God, amazing grace. You know, you do not give praise and glory for things that you expect in life, do you? You know, guys, little heads up, you know, if you take the trash out today, manage to pick up your socks and underwear and put them in the laundry, your wife is not going to go, wow, you are the man, unbelievable. Let me cook your favorite dessert. It'll be special, and we'll do this in honor of what you've done today. We don't give praise for what we expect, do we? We give praise and glory for great things, extraordinary things. Paul says this attitude is what we need to have, an attitude that, that, that is powerful. I mean, he's alluding to this. He's saying when God accepted you, it went way beyond the call of duty. What God did was amazing. And I think we don't get it. And I think we don't get it because we think, well, I'm not all that bad. We, we think God reached down a little bit to get me to accept us. Friends, if you understand the gospel, if you understand the, the New Testament writers, if we understand what God did through Jesus Christ... That is not the picture of reaching down a little bit. God reached way down. In fact, God left heaven and came to this earth all the way down, all the way down to the cross. God reached way, way down to save us. And it is an amazing thing when you think a perfect, holy righteous God would receive you and me in spite of our flaws, our failures, our sins. See, by God accepting and receiving you and me, the angels, this is Paul's point, the angels in heaven went, wow, that's unbelievable, incredible grace. Paul says, I want the church to do the same thing. I want you to overlook those past performances and accept one another anyway. It has been my observation. I've, I've said this before, but it's been my, my just looking at people's lives. The most accepting people I know are people that were really low in life when they met Jesus. You know, they were people that had blitzed through two or three marriages, you know, been in prison, you know, done drugs and alcohol and battled with it. They, they, people that considered themselves low. And so when they met Jesus, they were overwhelmed at God's unconditional love. They were amazed that God received them where they were. And so consequently, 
when they meet someone, they don't care. They don't care what they've done in their past. They just don't care. They receive people without question. Now, here's the sad part. Some of the most unaccepting people that I know, well, they're people like me. People that grew up in the church. People that avoided, so to speak, the big sins in life. And and so the tendency, if you grew up in the church, is you develop a false sense of superiority. I'm here. You're there. God extended grace to save me but not near as much grace as he had to do to save you. There was a point in my life that God made it really clear to me. You know, it was like God was speaking to me going, you know, the reason why you struggle accepting people, you lost the awe of what I've done in your life. You know, Damon, maybe you never had it. Maybe maybe you didn't realize what I had to do to accept you. I mean, it was about 35 years ago. My uh, friend, mentor, Ivan, um, I think he realized he struggled with this whole judgmental thing. And he told me, it was a long story, but he told me the story about this guy that was really judgmental. And I found myself getting madder and madder as he was talking about the story. And when he finished, I'm like, how can anybody be like that? And I remember him saying to me, he says, Damon, that guy reminds me of you. It was a wake-up call for me. Paul says, God received and accepted you in spite, in spite of your past performance. Accept one another the same way. And I know there's a tension for some of you right now. You're like, well, what about sin? You know, there's this mentality we have. It needs to go, but a mentality that you deal with your sins, then I'll accept you. Friends, if we are really the church called by his name, you know, if we are really the church and we're concerned about sin and concerned about saving people's lives, we will create an accepting environment for people to come into. If we're really the church that loves people, that that wants to rescue hearts and change lives, Change is possible when people are accepted in their life. You know, change is always possible in that moment. You know why? Because if I know you love me, and I know you accept me where I am, I will allow you to influence me. But if I'm not sure you love me, 
and I'm pretty sure you don't accept me? If I'm not sure you can handle all my baggage and garbage? Well, friends, I'm not open to you influencing me at all. It's just the way it is. I'm just not going to be open to your influence. I won't. When I think about how God accepted me, who am I to reject you? Christ followers. Acceptance is core to being faithful followers of Jesus Christ. And acceptance is powerful. It's life-changing. Paul, Paul presses. He says, it's not enough for you to say you accept someone. Hey, I accept you. He says, you got to show it. you got to show it. He says, remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. Paul says, you know, Jesus didn't just sit up in heaven and think, okay, let's just think about accepting people. Let's just, uh, you know, kind of mull it through our heads. No, Jesus did something. Jesus came down to earth. Jesus became a servant. You know, he served two groups of people that are mentioned there, the, the Jews and the Greeks. And by the way, they hated each other. The Jews, Jesus was a fulfillment, Old Testament prophecy of the Messiah that was to come. And for the Gentiles, Jesus was Savior of the world. Jesus was accepting. He threw open the doors of heaven. You know, Paul, Paul points to this and he says, when it comes to accepting one another, it's not about what you think. It's not about what you feel. It's what you say and what you do in your life. And so, Christ fathers, I just ask you this. Are you an accepting person? Are you? If we are going to take serious the biblical mandate to accept one another, we've got to get busy doing it. We've got to do and say things that communicate on a heart level to other people that says, I accept you. We are called by God to do that. It is part of the code of the church. And if we don't say and do things that register in people's lives, well, whatever you're doing doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So, so how? How do we show acceptance? How do, we, how do we love people? I'll keep it simple here. Easy to remember. We'll use the word love. L, live beyond yourself. Give yourself away. Help other people. Do, do you know when, when you help someone, when you step into their life and assist in some way, that you're sending a signal to them? You're sending a signal that says, I care. You're important to me. I love you. I accept you. 
it is not about you. It's about living beyond yourself. It's leveraging your, your time and your talents to make a difference in someone else's life. Oh, and love, open your ears, open your eyes, and open your heart. Find out what's going on in that person's life. Ask questions. Open your ears. Listen. Listen. See, that's acceptance when you listen to somebody. When you don't listen, you're distracted. It's rejection. Some of you need to change your focus in life. And I know as I'm saying that, some of you, you're going, yeah, but I'm just not a very good listener. Well, acceptance and rejection's on the line. Saddle up. Open your heart. Open your heart. Remember what someone tells you. Remember what they've got going on in their life. Remember what they ask you to pray for and follow up with them. You know, when somebody remembers the details of your life, you feel accepted, don't you? Wow, they remembered. Hearts are drawn that way. It's just how we're geared up. And then validate. Validate their feelings. Their feelings, okay? Get that? It's their feelings. This is about understanding. It's about empathizing. It's about accepting their feelings where they are. Even if you're sitting going, well, I don't know how anybody would feel that way. That's not your job. You, you accept. And when you accept how they feel, and I accept how you feel and vice versa, we get this going, we now can have a good relationship. Hearts, again, they're naturally drawn when we feel accepted. And E, encourage, encourage. When you encourage, it's huge in people's lives. Simple. It it doesn't have to get complicated here. It's like, hey, good job. Hey, I, I noticed that. I saw that. I heard about what you did. Way to go. Encouragement on a deep level is acceptance. It's saying, I am for you. I'm paying attention. I care about it. I'm cheering for you. And at the end of the day, you can ask yourself, you know, whether or not you, you live beyond yourself this week. You know, whether or not you, you've opened your ears and your eyes and your heart and you're seeing what's happening around you. You know, whether or not you validated someone this week or you encouraged someone. See, you can boil it down and go, did, did I show acceptance to someone today? See, I, I think it's simple because we love God. We can love people because we're called to that. And you know if you succeeded each day. See, love did I draw someone in to me. Did I show them love? 
let me say something. For some of you, a lack of acceptance is maybe why you dropped out of church at some point. You know, you attended a church years ago and you felt rejected for whatever reason. You just never went back. You know, maybe, maybe you were afraid. Maybe you were afraid if people knew your past, knew what you struggled with, that, that they would reject you, deflect you. And what I would say to you today is don't run. Don't miss out on the acceptance of God because of something that happened years ago. Now, I, I cannot guarantee you that a few people in this church won't deflect you in your life. All right? I just can't. But I can guarantee you, most people will reach out and accept you and draw you in. That most people will meet you where you are. That most people will pull you toward them. And remind you that God accepts you and loves you where you are. Loves you too much to let you stay there, but he loves you where you are. Regardless of your past, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you struggle with. So Christ followers, church, let's be people in a church that is characterized not, not just because, oh, they got great music or good teaching or activities or really good zone or what, whatever, whatever. But a church where people feel they belong and they feel accepted and they feel loved. Christ follows. Choice, choice is yours. What choice are you going to make? We are called by God to be that accepting community. Called by God. Let's, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. And God, I pray that we would reflect your love in this world. that no matter who walks through our door, that, God, they find an environment that's accepting and loving and meets them where they are. God, I pray that uh, if need be, you'd chisel away at us and remind us that uh, you came way down and gave your life for us. That's what it cost you. That's how far. God, that we would reflect your love, your acceptance. We'd be who you call us to be, Lord. God, we uh, give you the glory with everything we say and all we do. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. God's people said? Yeah. Go out and be that, that community. Just remain seated. Allow, allow this song to minister to you again.